match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all, man? What the fuck is going on? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee, nope. Wait. <laughs> One more time. You know, j- just turn around. Turn around real fast. You see that bitch ass nigga behind you? One more time for him. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, gee. Hatch, man. You know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the motherfucking people, man? How the fuck is y'all doing, man? Hope you're out there looking good, feeling good, my friend. There's <laughs> a whole lot of shit going on in the churches, my friend. <laughs> I tell you that shit each and every motherfucking me week, man. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the motherfucking conversation, man. I truly appreciate um, all the love, support, man. Let's keep this empire brick by motherfucking me brick. Uh, shit, what's this episode 79? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Episode 79, man, we're on the grind of 100, man, that shit don't stop. I also tell you that each and every motherfucking week. That's just words to myself, but also to you to let you know this shit don't stop for a motherfucking me soul. Not just my grind, but also your grind. Get off your ass and get that bag, my nigga. Fuck is you waiting on? I ain't gonna get it for you. Now, if I get it for you, I'm taking percentage. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Everything costs. <laughs> Everything costs in this world, my friend. <laughs> um, but definitely, man, the grind don't stop for a motherfucking me soul, man. It's all about... Staying motherfucking me busy in this lifetime, man. Shit go by fast, man. Enjoy and, and, and get and get every motherfucking me bag you can out here in these churches, man. Real motherfucking me talk. Um, as I say, episode seventy nine, man. I got I must reflect before I even dive into the docking and all that good shit before we wrap this motherfucking me episode up for you guys. Um, last week, episode seventy eight, we had a very special guest come to the podcast, my girl Asia McQueen. Uh, if I do say so myself, that was one of my best pieces of work. Um, just because how how smooth that shit went, everybody know I'm first. I'm, I'm first take Jake around this motherfucker, man. And that was first take shoot, man. We killed that motherfucker me episode, man. Um, so I want to say shout out to Asia McQueen for coming on to this motherfucker me podcast last week, um, sharing her story with the friends of the show. Um, she gave a lot of free motherfucking me game, um, and also just coming on. You know, what I'm saying she got a platform of her own. Um, everybody go check that out as if the podcast. Um, and check her out on her on her socials. All that shit was in the description of last week's episode. Um. But it was just dope. Like I, I tell y'all, man, I'm at the point in time of the podcast, man, where we um we inviting guests on. You know what I'm saying? I got more guests, uh, more interv- uh, interviews and episodes lined up for this week. And I'm record this weekend, I should say, to record for you guys with other content creators and shit like that. Um, like I said, man, it's, it's just that time to start shining the light on other motherfuckers that's dope, that's also in the same realm that I'm in. Uh, because it's a lot of people out there that's doing these things that a lot of people not tapped in with. And I just want to make sure I help, you know what I'm saying, bridge the gap between people and things like that from all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got a motherfucking new story. And I want to make sure I, I supply the platform for people to display their story. Uh, but enough of the motherfucking me. <laughs> enough of that shit. <laughs> um, we got a lot of shit on the motherfucking me docket. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things I want to get into with you guys. It's like it's been a long ass movie time. So I just came here and did some docking shit. Them interviews be feeling like <laughs> them interviews be feel like a total different show sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, this last show on the motherfucking me docking, you know. So I want to talk about Black History Month. Why it just don't hit the same. 
It's something about Black History Month in 2022 that just don't hit the same with me. Um, what the fuck is going on in hip hop? It's a lot of leaked videos and a lot of leaked pictures that's ruining niggas' lives. <laughs> that's making niggas the butt of a lot of jokes. Pause. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we got to talk about that shit. I don't know why, but we must talk about it. I also want to talk about colorism. You know what I'm saying? I came across a clip um, of, a, of one of my favorite actresses in Hollywood. Um, and she, she she brought up some interesting points that I want to talk about on the podcast. I want to talk about colorism. I thought on biracial leaders in America. Uh, we got to tap in with Joe Rogan. He got me looking crazy. <laughs> Joe Rogan got me looking crazy. <laughs> One of my past episodes did not age that motherfucking me well. We got to talk about Joe Rogan. What the fuck is going on with him? Is the big fish no more? Is, is that shit going away all of a sudden? Um, Brian Flores, you suing the NFL. Is, 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 is he... Is he shaking shit up, or is it just a mere bag of motherfucking shells? Uh, we gotta get to suicide in the city. We gotta go get some. We gotta talk about some shit that's going on right here in my own backyard, out here in motherfucking Arizona, uh, out here in Phoenix. And we also gotta get to the weekly motivation for your head tops, man. And crack pipes and drug calls. We gotta talk about that shit. Two different topics, but it's it, it's perfectly fitting for 2022. <laughs> As you see, as you can see, man, we got a live show on the motherfucking me docket, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into this motherfucking me shit. Um, I don't know why I didn't mention this last week. You know what I'm saying? Probably because that episode was, look, was recorded a couple days or, uh, earlier than usual. Uh, it was important for me to have the first episode, you know what I'm saying, of, of, a, of a Black History Month of me interviewing or having a podcast collaborating with an African-American woman to shine a light on her story. Um, her content and just chop it up with her and and so she can have have a platform for her to you know display her her story because I honestly feel like fam in 2022 Black History Month is insignificant as fuck it just don't hit the same my nigga and maybe it's just me maybe it's maybe I I have an odd way of thinking you know this episode 79 so if you've been tapped in from day one you know I'm kind of fucked up <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place in this motherfucking head of mine. But I truly feel like Black History Month don't hit the same no more. It's, it's insignificant as fuck. Nothing's going on. Nobody's talking about it, really. I remember in school, you know what I'm saying? When Black History Month came around, you had the cutouts of Martin Luther King and Uncle Max, Rosa Park. You seen the quotes, you seen the pictures, the little papers with their faces on and shit, hanging up on the bullets and boards and shit like that. It was some. It was some fun fact, you know. what I'm saying every day on the on, on the school fucking uh, announcements every morning. And now that I graduate, I, I work in corporate world, so I'm going to offices and shit like that. It would be cut out to Malcolm X, Martin, Rosa Parks. They quotes all over the place. The same shit. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Same shit. Just not announcements on the fucking all over the speakers in the morning. But it was the same shit. In corporate world, America, in the office and shit like that. So you got the feeling when it was Black History Month. Obviously, I'm black, so nigga, I know it's important to me. But you still got the feeling it was an important time of the year. You know what I'm saying? That everybody was taking notice of what the fuck was going on. And you don't get that vibe now. <laughs> like, I don't get that vibe that Black History Month is important now. Now I come on this podcast all the time and I told you all the motherfucking me uh, holidays fell off. They don't feel the same during the pandemic. Shit kind of try to get normal, but it ain't the same. Thanksgiving ain't hitting the same. Christmas don't hit the same. Fourth of July don't hit the same. 
None of that shit truly hit the same. Only thing that probably hit the same is Valentine's because you ain't doing shit against a one-on-one ass. <laughs> so one-on-one, a one-on-one ticket to pound town with a chick. That's all you truly doing. So that probably stay the same. The Saturday night hookups stay the same. But the family outings and gatherings and all that shit to get together, that shit don't feel the same. You know what I mean? So it's like, with Black History Month, black people have always felt like that shit was disrespected. It's 12 months in a year and we got one. And we got the shortest motherfucking month. Like, come on, my nigga. <laughs> like, that's a tad bit disrespectful, don't you think? <laughs> but now as you motherfuckers, now you got motherfuckers locked in, so it's a pandemic shit. It's still kind of, you know what I'm saying, dicey. You got half motherfuckers ain't doing certain things. It kind of just feel like it ain't all out there. It's it, 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 like it don't matter for real. Like I'm not, I don't have remind daily reminders that it's Black History Month. I just don't see it. Like, even when I'm watching the NBA games, I see the warm ups and shit. They got the little shirt, you know what I'm saying? They got the they got the shirt, but I don't see that shit on the floors. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't really see shit. I don't see shit they was doing in the NFL. Super Bowl Super Bowl is this week. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? In division games and championship games, I ain't see shit about Black History Month. It was just niggas just playing football. So it's just like Black History Month just seemed insignificant as fuck, bro, now. Like, it just, and it's sad to say because I'm black and that's like, that that's our shit. So I want that shit to, to have its, its, its overall impact every year forever. But it's like during the pandemic, it's like this shit, it just don't hit the same. It is just truly motherfucking me don't. And I just want to make sure I brought on the pile. Like, am I the only motherfucker who's tripping off that? Like, am I the only nigga tripping? I know it's February, my nigga. It's we damn near halfway through February. Like, we damn near halfway through February, my nigga. It's like <laughs> ain't nobody, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody really saying shit. Like, what the fuck? Ain't nobody even tripping off Black History Month for it. Fucked up time to be black, I tell you, boy. <laughs> it's a fucked up time to be black, I tell you. Um, moving on, man. <laughs> and we got to get into this, man. I don't even know why I'm talking about this shit, but I, it, it, this shit was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie to you. What the fuck is going on in hip-hop, man? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of leaked. It's a lot of leaked footage and a lot of leaked pictures coming out. You know what I'm saying? And pause this whole conversation. <laughs> pause this whole conversation. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, as I got older, you start to understand the ins and outs of certain, you know, games that people play, certain promotional tactics. You start to you start to see the game with this shit. And as I got older, I start to see how artists move in the industry. You know what I'm saying? When you need, when you need promo, you do some wild shit. You do wild shit when you need promo. And... <laughs> I remember a few years ago, it was like Safari leaked his own dick pic. You know what I'm saying? Album was coming soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that happens. Like, niggas do that. Unfortunately, niggas do that. They do shit like that to get name around them. I mean, get a buzz around them. Women do the same thing. Leak a nude. You know what I'm saying? Leak a sex tape. You know what I'm saying? Get their name popping and shit like that. Next thing you know, the album coming out, they crying, talking about they nigga wasn't shit. Shit go platinum. <laughs> It's the same game. It's just it's, it's kind of sicko when niggas do it. Cause it's like, first of all, I ain't checking for the shit. It's, uh, second of all, it's like, eh, 
I mean, kind of look, you, 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 you look like a cornball. Like, you, you, look, you look a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ray J even called a little flack for the whole Kim K shit at first. You know what I'm saying? At first, it, it was like, ah, because he was going too hard with the shit. But it's like, as time went on, it's like, yeah, that's Ray J. <laughs> He's always been that guy. So now, you know, a couple, what was it yesterday? Two days ago, probably, I don't know. Right, yesterday, as I'm recording this. News come out, Nelly got a leaked video. Yeah, I think it was getting some top or some shit like that. And <laughs> the funny shit about this is that Nelly probably got like a single with Chris Brown line the fuck up. I'm pretty sure when Nelly put this shit out, he didn't think he was going to get clowned. And that's the only reason why I'm truly talking about it because it's not about, you know what I'm saying, the, the topic about niggas, you know what I'm saying, what niggas got to that's not it. We're not talking about that. The, the, the real reason I'm talking about this is niggas putting themselves out there for no fucking reason. Like, niggas play stupid games, niggas win stupid prizes, my nigga. You didn't know, you didn't know you was going to put your sex tape out there and the bitches gonna, and the women's going to clown you. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. Like I said, I know, I know what it's like in the music industry when niggas need some promo. When the label ain't giving you no budget. You got this song with Chris Brown line the fuck up. It's Chris Brown, Tank, and Neo. Y'all talking a bunch of freaky shit. Label said, nah, we ain't giving you no budget, Nelly. I'm sorry. You ain't been popping in a minute. You on, you on, you doing McDonald's commercials and shit with your own Big Mac meal and shit. We cool on that, man. Just to drop a little mixtape. We cool on giving you a budget. You like, nah, fuck that. I got a little freaky song. I bet. Hitman Holla just did it. <laughs> I know that's what he was thinking. Hey, man, Holla just did it. Fuck it. I'm Nelly. Country grammar. Fuck it. <laughs> Somebody gonna like it. You're wrong. <laughs> that's where you're wrong, my friend. <laughs> that's where you fucked up. And that's my and that's my only thing, bro. Because don't get me wrong. I've been in situations to where I've done things that I instantly regret. Instantly regret it. But I've never done things on a such on a such public scale like that. Like that's some wild shit to do. That gotta be some of the most embarrassing shit to do. To put your own sex tape out there, to leak your shit, and the feedback you get back is not what you got back. Like, cause I'm gonna keep it a bang with you. I'm gonna keep it a bang with you. This ain't even about Nelly. This this conversation not even about Nelly. Like I said, I don't, I don't give a fuck what niggas. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, we ain't we ain't rocking like that. I've been in situations when, when I sit the hammer, I want to respond back. I want some good shit. I want some, I want I want I want wet emojis. I want kissing emojis. I want you to tell me you want to suck it. <laughs> I want all that. It's it's a certain response niggas want. Well, I'm gonna speak for myself. It's a certain response that that I want if when I send the hammer. You can't see we can't start talking about some other shit. I can't see you the hammer. You start talking about what you cooking for dinner, bitch. What? <laughs> I don't give a damn about no meatloaf and mashed potatoes. What about this hammer I just sent you? What you what you thinking, baby? Let me nail you. See, that's probably why I don't get no pussy. Now. <laughs> that's probably why I don't get no pussy now. Let what about the hammer? Let me nail you. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Hatch? <laughs> that's why old girl really every blind to you. Okay, no, let me stop. <laughs> But no, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, man, 
it's a certain response you want once you put yourself out there. You don't want to be clowned. You don't want to be clowned. And the same shit happening with look. What's the nigga name from B2K? I was just watching Love and Hip Hop Hollywood too. I just caught up on all that shit for some reason. First on Hulu. Look, man. <laughs> I work from home, nigga. Shut up. Um, Lil Fizz. That's nigga name. Lil Fizz. Same shit happening with Lil Fizz right now. Apparently, he exposed himself. He getting clown too. So it's like, what the fuck is going on with these rappers now, man? Like, you niggas is that thirsty for hits? You just, you just putting your dick all on the net? It's one thing to put your dick out all on the net, but it's another thing to put your dick out all on the net and get clowned for it. Like I said, when I send my shit out, I want, I want to feel like a king. Don't tell me. Don't talk about shit else. Don't shortchange me. Don't do none of that. Make me feel great. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I don't want, her, I don't want to see no laughing emojis. I don't want to see shit. I don't want to see no words. I don't want to see none of that. Send me a voice message back moaning type shit. <laughs> like, it's certain responses that you want once you cross certain lines. And these niggas is not getting the responses that they want. They getting clowned for that shit. And I start to feel bad. <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad. But it, it doesn't stop there. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Pause. You know, fuck it. Moving on, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving the fuck. Oh, you can't say shit no more. <laughs> you can't say shit no more. That's just, that's not even the worst shit I saw, bro. <laughs> that's not even the worst, you know what I'm saying? Backlash I saw on Twitter. You know, and I, I'm going to try to talk about this in somewhat. A more a little serious way, a little more serious because it's it's crazy, it's cra- it's crazy, it's it's crazy, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, guys. But I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? Like I I I don't want to be that guy because we gotta talk about Isaiah Rashad. I'm not a big fan. I know it's one song I came across that I was fucking with. I know he TDE, so he cool with Kendrick. So you cool with Kendrick, you cool with me type shit. <laughs> Some sort of fanboy shit. But it's like, it was a video of Isaiah Rashad. They saying that's out there of him going crazy with some, you know what I'm saying? On some on some, on some, some homosexual type shit. And like I said before, it's, it's nothing wrong with, 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 du- with dudes or women, anybody being homosexual. I'm not even taking it there. The reason why I say what the fuck is wrong, what the fuck is up going on in hip hop is because I don't think we've ever seen some shit like this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen a rapper doing that. You know what I'm saying? I think niggas know Lil Nas X is gay. He say he's gay, so we assume he's partaking in certain events. But we've never seen a rapper do that. You know what I'm saying? And I guess I don't don't have a problem with it, but it's like, that's crazy type shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Especially for a rapper that don't nobody know is like 
out like that. That's why I said I want to talk about this a little bit more serious because if that's how motherfuckers is getting outed, that may be a that, that's a problem. I'm not gonna lie, to you. that's a problem. If motherfuckers is being outed as gay off a sex tape that they didn't put out, that's crazy. Like you gotta put yourself in that person's shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like you got to because it's kind of it's fucked up. It's like I that's it's fucked up. But it's like that's the only way I can really talk about the subject because I can't really talk about niggas fucking with niggas. That ain't you know what I mean? I don't know shit about that life, my niggas. But it's just crazy to see rappers because it's it's it, 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 I guess it says more about life. You know what I'm saying? And, and human beings and the culture that we've been in. You know, that America has been in and that motherfuckers is trying to change. I guess it says more about the uphill fight that homophobic and the LGBTQ plus community has to fight in this, in this world. Because when you truly think about it, as I keep saying, as I and I never really duck, you know, because I, I be trying to think too hard about these topics before I come on on air because I don't be wanting to, you know what I'm saying? Get out all my good shit before I get I get online, and it's crazy when you really think about how it's wild to see gay a, a, a male rapper partake in those activities. When you truly think about it, it shouldn't even be that big of a deal, but it's just like we've never seen that. Like you've always heard of rappers being gay, but well, you never seen a rapper topping a nigga off. You never seen that. Like you never seen that. I've never seen that. Like yeah, niggas was calling Young Thug gay when he was saying we smoking dicks. But it's like when you actually see a nigga smoking a dick, it's like whoa. You know what I'm saying? It's like what the f- hide your kids, hide your wife. It's like what the fuck is this? What, what, what is this? But it's like, that shouldn't even be that big of a deal. And maybe it's because, you know what I'm saying, as I got older, bro, it's, it's people real close to me that's in that's in that, in that community. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, maybe as I get older, it's like, I, I've, I've always viewed them as normal people. Uh, so it's like, maybe that's why I got that stance. Maybe it's y'all out there like, nah, Hash, that's some wild ass shit. Trust me, it's some wild ass shit. But it shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shouldn't be wild ass shit. I think if, if everything was how it was supposed to be from the get-go, this wouldn't even be a bigger deal. I think it's because we've never seen this shit before. Like in, in, in a public setting, in a public format like this, it's too new. It, it, it's throwing motherfuckers off because motherfuckers always hide who they was type shit. And that's why I go, I go back to saying if this is indeed Isaiah Rashad, because like I said, I don't know this nigga. I couldn't point Isaiah Rashad out to you if he walked in my fu- if he walked in this motherfucker right now. If he walked in my crib right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you this. Oh, nigga, you Isaiah Rashad. I wouldn't be able to tell you that. I had like they were saying that's him. I seen the screenshot of dude going crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is dude doing crazy? And then I went to his Instagram, like, Yo, that look like the same nigga. And he kind of looked like. Yeah, you know I mean, if you look at niggas, you can kind of tell what niggas. Yeah, you know I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the only way I can tiptoe around that shit. Cause it's like, if that's how niggas is being outed as being gay, that's wrong. I start with you, Isaiah Rashad. Because for some reason, culture and life has made it hard for people to come out. Like, I've always been there who didn't give a fuck. Just don't try shit with me. I don't even ask motherfuckers they sexuality. I don't even know how that shit be coming up sometimes. It's obvious when you see a gay dude, you know, at the Bobby Lights ass niggas. You, you know when them niggas is gay. The niggas' faces be all super bright and all that shit. Like, how the fuck is your face bright that fucking bright, nigga? Goddamn. <laughs> but it's like, you know when niggas, certain niggas is gay. But, like, for, like, the D, if I, I guess the quote-unquote DL niggas, like, those don't even really be conversation pieces for me. Like, so it's like, I don't really know how that shit really comes up. So somehow, some way, society has made it hard for motherfuckers to come out. And the world is changing. So to where more people are starting to come out and be comfortable with that. But not everybody's comfortable with that. And maybe I'm all over the place because this is a topic that I truly don't know shit about. And I have a bad habit of talking about a lot of shit I don't nothing about. I, I know nothing about. But society, the world has changed for a lot more people to do that. But not everybody's still comfortable with that. And if that's how this nigga is being outed, it's fucked up. It's 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 sad. But but but, but <laughs> it's still some wild shit. I said I ain't gonna lie to you. That's some wild shit, bro. Like, I don't... I, I just never seen that. I've never seen a, I've never seen a rapper sucking dick. Like, I've never seen that. Like, you've heard, I've heard, you've heard rumors. We all heard the Young Buck rumors. We all heard that. They say you like fucking with trannies and shit. Transgenders. But it's totally different if you saw a video <laughs> of Young Buck you know what I'm saying? Fucking the transgender. Like, it's different when you see Vic. You know how, like, when they was talking about the whole Ray Wright shit? You've always heard about football players and athletes going crazy, domestic violence and shit like that. But the thing about the Ray Wright's video, which was so crazy, is when you see him actually hit her and you see him actually dragging her out the elevator. That was the crazy shit for Ray Rice. Was he wrong? Hell yeah, he was wrong. But if it was just like uh, he say, she say, some words, the public didn't see the video, then he wouldn't have got treated like that because I think they were saying Roger Goodell already knew and seen the motherfucking mutation. They didn't stick because he already got suspended and then they had came back and hit it. That's like double jeopardy type shit after he the backlash from the public. So it's like when you see shit, it's just, it hits a little different. You know what I mean? So, look, man. <laughs> and, and the wise words of OG Hatch. Moving on. <laughs> I can't keep talking about that gay shit, man. I don't know. I don't, want, I don't even want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to offend nobody. I'm trying to take up for a nigga, bro. If you if you gay and you ain't trying to be outed and that's how you outed, I, I stand with you, bro. Somebody got to get a lawsuit. But that's just, you put that shit out, and that's how you rocking? Hey, man. It's 2022. Kevin Garnett was right, my niggas. <laughs> he was fucking right. Um, 
But moving on, man. Let's talk colorism. You know, you know, I came across this clip, you know what I'm saying, of, of, of one of my favorite actors in Hollywood, actresses in Hollywood, I should say. Uh, she played on a lot of a lot of things that I actually actually like. And that's the crazy part about uh, you know, about about Hollywood sometimes. You hear certain actors come out and they and they tell their stories, you wouldn't even think that they gave a fuck about certain things. Um my favorite one of my favorite actresses, uh Thandwee the Thandwee Newton. I always give her name fucked up, but Thandy Newton, she played uh Westworld on the TV show, she played in a whole bunch of other shit. Um, huge, huge act- actresses in Hollywood. Um, but she she made a video. Um, and she's a very, you know, light-skinned woman. She's biracial, uh, very, you know, very light-skinned, uh, beautiful woman. Um, but she made a video, and it, it was kind of crazy to me. Not crazy in a bad way, but like crazy to see because sometimes as, as a black person, as an African-American man, uh, you take your eyes off, you, you take your attention off certain things, and you never truly trip off the impact it has on everybody around you that looks like you, think like you, act like you. Um, she made a video about how she was apologizing and in tears to darker-skinned women. Um, she apologized for taking their jobs in Hollywood um, and for taking their their men, their husbands, their boyfriends. Um, and when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, she she an arrogant fuck. Sorry for taking your men. What the fuck?" <laughs> but as I thought more about it, I understand what she's saying because. And, and, and the black community, for some crazy, it's, it goes all the way back to slavery, I'm assuming. Light-skinned women were, you know, red bones, quote-unquote, were looked, were viewed high, were viewed better than dark-skinned women. And I, and I have to admit, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I used to always be attracted to the red bone video vixens and shit like that. So I think even as a kid, we get thrown into that. Like as a kid, I was more attracted to light-skinned women, quote unquote, red bones, uh, and Latina women. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just that's just what the fuck it was. And I was like that because of rap music, hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Music videos, and those was the women I was seeing in music videos. Dancing on the rappers and shit like that. Those were the women I was seeing in the movies and shit like that. Like those were the women that I, I was seeing on on the screen. So it's like I've all as I gotten older, I'm I'm madly in love with dark skinned women. All of my real well up until recent, like my quote unquote real girlfriends, which I don't consider real relationship anymore. I don't have no exes no more. <laughs> no exes no more. <laughs> but they were all dark skinned women. And I love dark-skinned women. Don't get like I tell you, I, I love women, period. It don't really matter at this point. Dark skin, light skin, brown skin. And look, man, I told you about the white chick. If she a thick white chick, I'm knocking it down. Getting with her, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. And I'm not racist. Hey. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Sundays. Um <laughs> But the biracial thing, the, the colorism thing is real. And with her apologizing about stealing the man and stealing the, in their jobs, it's important to highlight because that's still a real thing. There are still certain roles and certain people who who don't want to see dark-skinned women in that. 
They don't want to see dark-skinned women on, on a certain um, plateau. And it's really sad to say, and it's really sad to see because it is a, a division amongst our own culture. It, it truly fucking is. And I even I even deal with it, bro. I even sometimes consider myself a hypocrite because I go so hard. I try to go so hard against putting the light-skinned people on a, on, a, on, a, on a pedestal that sometimes I try to bring up the, the, the darker skinned people on the pedestal and belittle light skinned people. And motherfuckers look at me and think I'm light skinned. I don't I, th- I just think I'm a brown skinned brown skinned motherfucker. But some people may look at this and think I'm a light skinned motherfucker and think what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've always tried to reverse that shit. Cause I've always had crazy thoughts on biracial leaders. You know what I'm saying? I've always said, yo, why the fuck we can't have the first black person to do this actually be a like a dark skinned motherfucker. Like a straight, a, he black type shit. Ain't no, ain't no confusion. Ain't none of that. Ain't no appeasing the white folks because he mixed. Ain't none of that shit. And I love Obama. You know what I'm saying? I love. Um, uh, I don't love Kamala, but you got you got to respect her for what she's doing and the hope she's sprinkling and other black women around the world. So it's like, you, I, I, I appreciate what they doing. I, I love and and, and and love hope they sprinkling on our community, but I'm tired of it. I want to see the first black person to do something be black. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no fuck that. I want this nigga to be Akon black. I want this nigga to be Wesley Snipes black. I want this nigga to be Marshawn Lynch black to where he the hood come out on sometime. I want that. Fuck all the, you know what I'm saying? But but that still goes back to colorism. That goes back to, you know what I'm saying, the division amongst our community. So it's like as much as I even try to be positive about the shit, my mind is still so fucked up to where I dive into it as well. So I become a hypocrite about the shit. And it's like colorism amongst our people is, is, is a real fucking thing. It truly motherfucking is. It, it, it goes down to, it goes down to like I was talking about with, um, Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid, same shit. Two two big motherfuckers who always hurt. Niggas ain't never called Joel Embiid soft ever, because that's a big black nigga with a fro. Anthony Davis is a light skinned nigga with good hair, with tattoos. He get hurt. He get his. He gets sick. He's soft. <laughs> that's just how it goes, bro. It goes back to what we what we've been instilled with. 400 plus years ago. The light-skinned motherfuckers was, was the house niggas, quote-unquote. You know what I'm saying? Just, that, it goes back to all that shit, bro. And for her to make that video, tying it back to Thwandy uh, Newton, for her to make that video apologizing and recognizing that although she wasn't doing anything on purpose, doors and shit was being opened for her, for her because... She just was liar than the, than the next woman, and for her, and she was crying, talking about her mother was dark skinned. So knowing that she was the woman taken away from women that looked like her mother had her fucked up. And, it, and when you truly think about it, bro, that shit crazy, bro. That shit crazy as fuck because you everybody knows that's true. Everybody knows that's true. Like speaking from the outside looking in, because obviously I'm not a, a, a black a black woman, and I'm, I'm not a dark skinned woman either. But 
from the outside looking in, fam, all the straight, like, dark skin, I'm talking about dark skin, like, black as a motherfucker, like, the dark skin women that I know, they didn't really, they, 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 were, they wasn't super popping in, in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they was the butt of jokes. Like, them same chicks that grew up to be fine as fuck didn't start getting popping or didn't start getting love and appreciation until they start getting some ass or something. Until they start getting, start growing some asses and titties. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they fucked the right dudes. You know what I'm saying? They hung around the right people type shit. And by uh, eighth grade, freshman year, that's when they start getting cool. And once they hit, they grow, like once they grow up and shit like that, that's when they start getting the love and appreciation and everybody looking at them like the fine, beautiful black queens that they are. But when they kids, they get it rough. So it's just like, you don't even, it's it's instilled in us, fam. It's instilled in us, bro, to, 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 to go against our own, to put down our own. Like the crab in the bucket mentality goes, it, it, it just don't stop at motherfuckers trying to see you succeed in life. It go back to how, how you look. It go back to how you carry yourself, where you was raised. Motherfuckers in the hood, for some reason, got a, got beef with niggas who, who was raised in the suburbs. You automatically think they soft. No, nigga, I just, I can go to sleep with my door open. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, my window can, I can catch that breeze outside, but my window can be open. <laughs> you can't. Niggas will rob you. <laughs> but it's like, niggas view you as soft because of that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's crazy in our community. Maybe I'm long-winded. Maybe I'm rambling on. Maybe the this makes sense. But it, it, it caught my eye when she made that video and she acknowledged one of the biggest flaws that goes on in our community. One of the main reasons why there's no unity amongst our community, amongst our people. Because as much as motherfuckers want to come together, as much as motherfuckers want to come together and rebel against the, you know, the quote-unquote white man, motherfuckers have already chosen sides. There's there's so many factions, you know what I'm saying, amongst the black community. There's so many. So many. So, so, so many. And it's sad to say, it's sad to see, but I talk about being self-aware on this podcast all the time. And I think until us as a community, us as a people can come come to agree that we have to break down a divisional barrier amongst ourselves, we will never be unified, fam. And I'm not even trying to get deep, you know what I'm saying? But it's only fitting that in Black History Month, this is a topic on the podcast. None of this shit was planned. Like, as I'm just starting to talk about it's like it's crazy that in 2022, Black History Month, that the most important, the most, the, the one of our biggest flaws is still here. The, the division amongst ourselves. Like, I don't never even, I don't never hear white people talk about the pale white people. I don't never hear that shit. Like, you ain't never heard of a white person be, be shitting on a pale white person. Nah! It's cool. <laughs> they be alright. They had they need some sunscreen or some shit. But the black Dark-skinned black people and light-skinned black people, we 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 let them fuck our head up so much, bro, that we we, we it's hard to break the cycle. Until we come together, we'll never break the motherfucking me cycle, man. Real motherfucking me talk.
starting with myself. I got to break the cycle as well and stop one darker skin leaders, I guess. You know what I mean? We all got to we all gotta make changes type shit. Um, moving on, man. Let's get into Joe Rogan, man. God damn it. <laughs> man, I've been trying. I was going to try to avoid this shit, man. Fuck, man. You know, you've been tapped into this podcast, man. I brought up Joe Rogan plenty of times. Plenty of times. Plenty of times. And I've always, you know, fuck with Joe Rogan. Like I said, from Fair Factor days, I was my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to go on that show. Uh, UFC. I love UFC. Right after uh, NBA. You know, NBA, UFC, um, NFL. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is two weeks ago. I came with this motherfucker talking about Joe Rogan. Not defending Joe Rogan, but just saying, like, I fuck with Joe Rogan. How can niggas not like Joe Rogan? And that shit did not age well. Videos came out from Joe Rogan, man, saying the N-word, saying nigger, nigger, nigger. It's like a compilation video of dude just saying nigger, like, like he just let that shit off like it's AK on New Year's type shit. And I always called Joe Rogan Big Fish because everybody was mad at him about the COVID misinformation. And like I said, a lot of people, you still got so many people that don't take COVID super serious. So I always knew that wouldn't bring him down. And niggas be mad, but that wouldn't bring him down. But when you throw this race shit out here, this, this racial shit, that that that's when that's when I gotta take a step back. Now I'm not gonna come on this motherfucker and call Joe Rogan a racist. I'm not going to say the man racist, and I'm not going to say the man ain't racist. Because I can admit that I say some wild-ass shit in my head. I say some wild-ass shit to the people that's that's close to me. I have my moments. I think everybody has their racial moments, their racist moments. I, I truly fucking do. And I think if you don't admit that shit to yourself, then you're crazy. Everybody has a race joke that they laugh at in their head. When they see a, some stereoty- some stereotypical shit going on, you laugh at that shit. You may not do it out loud. You may you gonna say some shit about that shit in your head. I, I, I do. So that's why I hold myself accountable. But you're not gonna see a video, a compilation video of me just going crazy with the crackers. Of me going crazy with the other race. You know what I'm saying? Racial slurs towards other races. You're not gonna find that. So the simple fact that that exists, I can't say a nigga not racist. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come to your defense type shit. Rashad Evans, what the fuck is you doing, nigga? I hate that shit. I truly hate when it's a white person being accused of racist that the black person just automatically jump out the window like, no, not him. He's not racist. (laughs) Not him. Not Joey. I ate dinner with him. Fuck does that mean, nigga? He was hungry. He had extra. (laughs) But the video is wild. The video is fucking wild, bro. And even with that video coming out, the NDRE put out. That's crazy. NDRE put the shit out. But she put the video out. He came with the apology video, and they came right back with more evidence. Spotify had went and deleted 100 episodes. That It was it was 100 episodes that Spotify had found where he was just dropping nigger. He was saying nigger. 
They, they scrubbed 100 episodes from that man catalog. And the fans still was able to go back in that shit and find more episodes of that nigga saying nigga. So it's like, it's too much evidence. And the reason why I say Big Fish no more is because it's like at a certain point in time, when do you say, okay, wait the fuck a minute? Because of COVID misinformation, I mean, is, is, is it irresponsible to some? Of course. But when it comes to the racial shit, we got to take a hard stance here. Because if this was some gay shit, some homophobic shit, it'd be a big fucking problem. And we all know that. So why did I make this a big fucking problem when I'm saying this racial shit? Damn the apologies. Because it's one thing, that, this is the shit that really makes me mad about the shit. Because I'm not going to call a man racist. I'm not going to say he ain't racist because I see him fuck with a lot of black people. I've always seen him fuck with a lot of black people. But I don't know his inner circle. I don't know who who his kids call uncle. Uncle this, Uncle Tom. I don't know who Uncle Uncle David is for him. I don't know his guy, his, his his guy, uh, his uh, his guy kids look like. I don't know. I don't know. I just see a nigga with, with Daniel Cormier. <laughs> That's what I see. I just see with Daniel Cormier. <laughs> But the part that really pisses me off about the Joe Rogan shit is because I come on this podcast all the time and I talk about Joe Rogan be having smart, in-depth conversations with smart people, quote-unquote, astronauts, niggas, niggas that know certain shit, not your everyday shit. So we call them smart. And Joe Rogan be talking to them niggas right in the floor that comes, not missing a fucking beat. Nigga know everything about gravity. Rocks, lizards, animals, space. Fuck you know about space, but you don't know you can't say nigga. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. This nigga really got on camera and his apology was like, black people say it all the time. I wasn't using it in, in, in a negative way. I feel like I was watching fucking boondocks, bro. He really, for a nigga that, that gets on this podcast over a thousand episodes over what 10 years of podcasting for a nigga to have such in-depth conversations for such a long time you mean to tell me you that stupid to where you couldn't you didn't know you couldn't say nigga as a white man in america but you know about you know about fucking uh uh, uh how many fucking pounds of rhino way how, for, how how many yards away you can be with a fucking a sniper rifle to shoot down a fucking gazelle? You know that shit, but you don't know you can't say nigga. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't spit in my face and no, don't piss in my face and tell me it's rain. Don't do that. You I, like that's the shit that pisses me off, my nigga. And that's why I say big fish no more. Because it's one thing to you know have a fuck up, you know, say hey, like yo, I'm a comedian. I was I got I got carried away trying to be in a comedian. Cause everybody know comedians walk a fine motherfucking line. If he would have said that shit, alright. That's the weak ass excuse uh 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 Rashad Evans punk bitch ass made for him. How your excuse you making for a nigga better than what he said for himself? How you love that nigga more than he love himself, Rashad? 
<laughs> How, nigga? That nigga talk way too much smart shit on that billion dollar motherfucking me platform. Just not know he say he can't say nigga. And if any motherfucker buy that bullshit, you're fooling your motherfucking self, cuz. And I and look, I'm in a tough spot. Maybe it's people out there saying maybe I'm trying to go hard to to to, to get back and take enough for joke. No, this is how I feel. If this was anybody in the motherfucking world that told me they didn't know they couldn't say nigga because I say nigga, it's a problem. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it truly is remarkable to see. I am wanting to see how the UFC gonna handle this because every time Joe Rogan says some, says some crazy shit about COVID. He got they set him out for the following big UFC event. They will bring him back like for the big, the big crazy draw or the following one, or anytime they went to New York or some shit like that. I'm eager to see if he's gonna do the do the fights this weekend, bro, because it's a lot of black fighters in the UFC. It's not I don't think it, I don't think it's like NBA or NFL to where it's like 70% black or some shit like that. I don't think UFC is like that. It's way too many Brazilians and Way too many niggas from other countries. Like, niggas that be popping the most don't even be black. Niggas don't be black. Niggas be Brazilian and fucking Irish and fucking Russian and shit like that. So, I wonder how it's going to be. He got to sit next to Daniel Cormier. He got to get in there in the octagon with those black fighters after they just whooped the niggas' ass and, and he got to interview them. It's, it, it's interesting to see. I want to see if they're going to try to sit them down for a weekend, let this shit kind of blow over. I, I want to see how they handle this because I don't think we could just let this slide. Like, it comes a certain point in time where it's like, okay, bro, you got the COVID misinformation people hating you, and now you dis you disrespecting the blacks. It's a problem now. Like at, at, at this point, in time, it's a problem. We shouldn't even have to wait for him to get to the gay people. We shouldn't even have to wait for that. They already got the footage of this nigga just um, two weeks before California shut down when the pandemic first started. He had a guest on this fucking podcast. He was bigging up vaccines. Somehow everybody should get vaccines and shit. How vaccines gonna save the world type shit. But the Spotify bag is, is big. You need to bring in the, the more views. You need to keep your shit in the, in the media headlines. That's the, you know, this, this nigga the biggest nigga against vaccines now. Can he change his mind? I'm not saying he can't change his mind, but when you on wax saying certain shit, you can't come back and have a total different stance. The way you, as hard as you going, nah, it don't make sense. So you, like I said, you got the anti-vaxxers against dude. You got the you got the people that's against anti-vaxxers, and you got black people against dude. We shouldn't we shouldn't wait till he offended LGBT plus to try to go in on this nigga. He's already said racist shit over a thousand times. Like, come on. Like, come on. Let's <laughs> stop the bullshit now. Let's truly stop the motherfucking me bullshit. Uh, moving on, man. This is crazy. This may be a, this is a racist-ass podcast. This is a racist-ass episode, but God damn. <laughs> um, we got against Brian Flores, man. Um, you know, this happened like a week and a half ago, probably. Uh Or maybe just last week. I don't know. But <clears throat> Brian Flores, he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He is suing. Well, he's not no more. But he is suing the NFL. Uh, basically, 
it ties into something that people have been complaining about with the NFL for a long time. And it was about the lack of black African-American coaches, how I think it got up to an NFL record of eight, and then now it's down to one, which is Mike Tomlin. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Eight coaches is not, not a lot. I'm sorry. And that was the record. So now you went from 32 coaches, 32 teams with eight head, black head coaches down to one. Doesn't make sense. When the league is over 70% black, you have all these players who try to turn into coach, and you got black coordinators and shit like that who's on these popping-ass teams who should be head coaches, but they don't get the chances. So that's always been something that people always talk about the NFL, but Brian Fuss actually sued the motherfuckers. He got a lawsuit right now, pending. He, he, he on their ass. And it's basically talking about how those interviews with the black uh, candidates are shams. They already got their candidates um, picked, and they already got their jo- the jobs already given away. Uh, he had evidence because Bill Belichick sent him a, a congratulatory text message and on accident. It's supposed to be sent to some other person named Brian who got the job, but he sent it to Brian Flores on accident before Brian Flores even interviewed for the job that he had lined up with that same team. So he got evidence on that. And I got on the screen, is it is he shaking up the NFL or is it a mere bag of shells? And the reason why I say it is because obviously he got a case. Everybody knows it's it, 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 it's a good old boy gentleman club up there with them white rich billionaires. They not hiring no niggas, bro. Like Pittsburgh got Mike Tomlin. They he he got he he got he, he got it. like that's 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 rare as fuck. He literally got with a team that only had three head coaches in the entire team history. So by him getting that job was securing him for a minute. So he he, he got it. He locked the fuck up. He got that motherfucker. They took a chance, and it was a damn good chance. And you would think that would kind of influence other teams to kind of take more chances with on black head coaches, but nah. And the reason why I say it's in the mirror back of shows because you got to be careful when you accuse people of being racist because they don't hire you because it's easy to be like, we chose the best candidate. It's, it, you, can, you can always make an excuse or make up reasons to bring somebody on on why you like somebody more than you like somebody else. You can always do that. So that's why I say it's in the mirror back shoe because it's going to be hard to prove that this is why you didn't get this job because you're black. That's, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. As long as I, I think as long as motherfuckers actually take the interview with you, they cover in their tracks. You just gotta find a loophole. Now, maybe if you like said the Bill Belichick text messages and shit like that, excuse me. Maybe that's enough evidence to be like, okay, it's clear that you can you can clearly see that these are sham interviews. But maybe you need more. I don't know. When I first seen that he was suing the NFL, I'm like, oh shit. It, it, I thought it was gonna shake shit up. But when you keep when you see these when you see these teams vehemently disagreeing with this shit and, and providing they proof talking about some no we did this this and that they they reaching the check marks they reaching the check marks to be like no we did what we had to do we did our due diligence type shit and at, at a certain point in time it's like what what can you really do 
and I and I and I always feel iffy about this shit because black owned businesses ain't shit, but black people doing white people do. That's how I look at it. And maybe I got a, a fucked up view on black owned businesses because black owned businesses just hiring black folks. Well, that's not true because you can have a black owned business and have white employees. But in my in my case, I say when I when my black owned business, I said I want to just hire black folks. So if I got a black owned business and I just want to hire employed black people, a white person could fuck around and say the same shit about me. And that's that's why I always be a little iffy when motherfuckers kind of bring, try to bring it up is because that's what we all striving to do. So if I know if I'm gonna do this shit, I can't be mad when other motherfuckers do it. I get fucked over in my job all the time. I'm out here in Arizona, fam. I get fucked over, over uh, for Mexicans all the time. I told you on this, ep- on this podcast episodes ago, bro. People look out for their own. It's just that, it just is what it is. What's old boy named Josh McCown? Niggas, he, he an assistant coach in high school. But he plugged in with the niggas at Houston Texans. He was going to get the fucking job before this fucking uh, lawsuit with, with Brian Flores took place. They was gonna give it to him because he's plugged in. Niggas look out for their own, bro. It's fucked up. Only way I can see how this could this could be avoided is if there was more black owners. News came out that um, what's my man's name? What's my man's name? I don't even know my man's name. Fuck. Now off the top of my head, but it's he got long paper, bro. He was a comedian. Uh he owned he owned so many fucking news and weather channels and shit like that. Fuck, I can't think of that nigga name right now, man. He, he got he got long paper, bro. Long fucking paper. And he talking about trying to buy the motherfucking me um the Broncos. He trying to buy the Broncos. The Broncos going for like 3.5, 3.7 billion. It's gonna take about four billion, they say. And he, he can fuck around. He can he got it type shit. He got long paper. So the only way I can see this shit kind of shifting is that there's more black owners. Niggas got the money, but you gotta you gotta be able to get into that to that organization. That's not a I mean, them is private entities type shit. They ain't gotta sell you that shit. So it's like the only way I can see this changing, bro, is we have more black owners because it's gonna be it's always gonna be hard to prove that as long as a white person gave you an interview. It's always going to be hard to prove that they didn't hire you off your skin color, bro. Even if you know, even if you know that's what the fuck is going on. Because we've all been in those, those situations, fam. Even if you fucking know, it's hard to prove it, fam. Because niggas, they, they make sure they, they check all check marks. They make sure they do due diligence. They make sure they don't come back on them. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see. Because also when Hugh Jackson came out because of Brian Flores, he was on his he, he was it was one against thirty-two, him against the owners. Hugh Jackson came out saying he 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 totally agreed because Brian Flores also came out and said that the ownership came to him and offered him a hundred K per uh game he lost. Hugh Jackson came out and supported that and said out in Cleveland they pay him to lose games. So it's like it's so much shit going on with this. It's like, is they shaking shit up? Is they shaking up the NFL? Because all these owners is denying this shit. 
Where's the paperwork? Where's the paper trip? You Jason, he got evidence, but where's the paper trip? Brian Flores never accepted it. So that, that deal never even took place with Brian Flores. You Jackson said he got evidence. So where's the paper trip? Where's the evidence after this shit? We need to see it. Because when you talk about team paying coaches to, to throw games, that's crazy. That's 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 that's, that's, whole, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other bag of motherfucking me tricks. You got motherfucking what's what's the old boy in baseball name? Pete Dave. No, not Pete Davidson, Pete Rose. Is that is it Pete Rose? Yeah, Pete Rose, Pete Rose. Pete Rose, yeah, I think it's Pete. Yeah, Pete Rose. We can go Pete Rose. Um, he not a Hall of Fame because he's he was betting on games. They still ain't put him in the Hall of Fame. What's the difference between betting on your own game and paying your coach to lose? Who's to say you weren't paying your coach to lose and betting on your fucking team to lose, nigga? You know the outcome of the game. You paying the nigga to throw the motherfucker. So that's gonna open up a whole nother motherfucking bag of tricks, bro. Real talk. And you also, you know, you, you got so much people talking about um, they was comparing Brian Flores' situation to Colin Kaepernick, and it's totally different. And I'm going to say this because people have to understand where I stand on the Colin Kaepernick. I, I think I said on this podcast a few times, but the big difference between Colin Kaepernick and Brian Flores is that niggas knew exactly what the fuck Brian Flores wanted. Kaepernick took the fuck off, bro. He wasn't talking. He wasn't saying shit. Everybody else was doing the speculating and talking for him. And I don't, I don't like shit like that. I, if you're going to stand, if you're going to make a big-ass stand, take that fucking stand, nigga, and, and make sure your points is clear and motherfucking me to, to, to every motherfucking me body, not just the niggas that can relate to what you're going through. That's why I was, that's the difference between uh, that's what make great rappers and shit like that. That's what make great motherfucking me musicians and shit. It's when your art can just translate over to everybody. Everybody can fuck with your shit. It's just not for the people that's in the streets. You know what I'm saying? That's what make niggas go from local rappers to radio hits to platinum selling rap uh, rappers. When they can make everybody feel their shit. And that's my that was my beef with Kaepernick. Like, nigga, I know what you're talking about. Look at me, nigga. I know exactly what you're talking about. But they don't. And everybody that's trying to explain it for you ain't saying what you want what, what, uh, uh, want to say. They're not taking the exact same stand that you was taking. So the shit was getting all fucking confused all over the place. It was easy for those fucking... It was easy for Fox, CNN... MNCBC, how the fuck you say shit? It was easy for those platforms to, to twist his words and shit like that because he wasn't saying shit. And that's when it became a fucking, a fucking big fucking joke for Trump to use that shit. It, it became a big fucking spectacle because the main nigga who took the stand wasn't talking. Brian Flores ain't going for that shit. Brian Flores did a whole fucking media tour. He like, nah, nigga, I'm saying this shit. And I'm saying this exactly so you can't clear, uh, misconstrue my words. For, for the reporters and people was challenging his challenging his his fucking allegations, and he stood on that shit and made it, he he made it even more clear for the fucking audience to to understand what the fuck he was saying. Kaepernick didn't do that. He didn't do that. And that was my whole thing with dude. 
it, it came off like he wanted to be a martyr instead of be, instead of fucking standing what the fuck was going on. That's what, that's how I always felt about. That's how I still feel about the shit. But that's the difference between Flores and Kaepernick. Both standing for something truly commendable and something that should be honored. They standing for some real shit. But the difference is one nigga took that stand and made sure you knew exactly what the fuck he was talking about. Not just the people that looked like him and knew what he was talking about. No, nigga, you don't need to convince me. You don't need, I, don't, I don't need no convincing. I don't need you, you to dumb it down for me, nigga. I just dumb it down for fucking Chad. You know what I'm saying? No Ocho Sigo. <laughs> I feel it for the Chads, the Brads, the Billies, and the Tommies. That's what I needed. That's what we all needed. But that's the difference between Brian Flores and motherfucking me calling Kaepernick in my eyes. Um, when I, I how, Jerry Jones, how does Jerry Jones sign to all this? Oh, I think one of the main pieces of evidence in the NFL for you know sham sham uh interviews with African American coaches, um, and and just the overall the overall problem and faultiness in the system in the uh, uh, NFL. We talk so much about how black coaches aren't getting hired, you know, who are qualified and things of that nature. I think the biggest piece of evidence is right there in Dallas. Uh, we've always heard the reports and seen the coaches that's been in Dallas since, uh, what was it, Jimmy Johnson or some shit? I think that was his name. And we've always heard how Jerry Jones only hires coaches who kiss his ass type shit. They can eat nachos and, eat nachos and drink beer with. That's what you're doing with fucking... Um, who is that McCarthy out there? What's the nigga name? Yeah, Matt, Matt McCarthy, whatever the fuck his name is. That's what he's doing with the head coach out there right now. We all know how he was with you know the past head coach that was there. Um, and we all know his relationship with Tony Romo. He gets he gets real buddy buddy with these guys, and it, and, and it forms a group. But I think the biggest the biggest piece of evidence for this for Brian Flores is right there in Dallas. Because there's when, when has there been a black coach in Dallas? When last time you see the black coach in Dallas? When last time you seen a coach that, that that got the head coaching job in Dallas that was actually hired because he was a good coach? Like when when the last time you seen that? Like when? Like that's the biggest piece of evidence right there. America's quote unquote America's team does not hire qualified black coaches. They don't even they don't even they don't even come close to getting a job. Because everybody knows Jerry Jones is hiring motherfuckers he can run over. He's hiring motherfuckers he's cool with. He's not hiring qualified people for the job. And it's like nobody's pointing that out as clear-cut evidence. That's like the that's like that, that's the biggest piece of evidence right there. The talking point of every season of why the Dallas Cowboys don't be good. It's because they say there's a coaching disadvantage. That's every fucking year. Because there's never been a qualified coach since Jimmy motherfucking Johnson. Maybe Wade Phillips. Maybe Wade Phillips was qualified. But there's never been. When the last time there's a qualified fucking coach in Dallas? Like, 
it's, it, that's the biggest piece of evidence. And I think Jerry Jones tied into all that shit. That's the biggest piece of evidence of what the fuck Brian Flores was talking about. And, and it's like nobody's even bringing that shit up. And that's the craziest part of it. Something that's talked about every day of every motherfucking year for some strange reason isn't being brought up now. That's crazy as a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> moving on, man. Enough of the, enough of the football bullshit. Um, you know, I want to talk about something that's going on out here in my, in, in my backyard here in Phoenix, man, out, out in Arizona. I came across, you know what I'm saying, this, uh, some, some, uh, this, this, uh, this photo of this news clipping. And it was talking about suicide out here in Arizona. And it's, and it's real fucking crazy, bro. Um, it says more young black people dying by suicide. Numbers on the rise for the first time in history out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I tell people all the time, man, that you never know what people are going through. That's why I want to bring Asia um, on the podcast. Because looking at her, you wouldn't think she got shot, fam. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have, you you wouldn't have thought that. You just think that's a little bad, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know she just that's just, she just bad. You wouldn't have thought she got shot the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has a story. Everybody grows through something, fam. And to see that out here in Phoenix, Arizona, that the numbers are going sky high for young black uh, teens and shit, like young black people dying by suicide. That's why I have this platform, fam. I want to I wanna make sure I have a platform for people to come listen to this shit and just get by. How long is this episode? We over an hour? Just for that hour, take your mind off the bullshit that's getting on your nerves. The shit that's taking you to that point where you want to check the fuck out. We want to tap out. I want motherfuckers to be able to listen to this shit just for that hour. If I can't, if I can't, if I can't say some shit that's gonna last with you for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, for the rest of your motherfucking life, at least for that hour that you tapped in. Let me just take your mind off the bullshit. Cause this shit going on out here in my own fucking streets, fam. I got a little brother. I got a little cousins, fam. That's out here in these streets, bro. I can't I can't automatically assume that, yeah, just because I was mentally strong and had the mental fortitude to keep going through my bullshit, I can't automatically assume my little brother do that. I can't automatically assume my little cousins will go uh, uh, do that. I can't. The number, the numbers, the, the numbers are saying I can't do that. The numbers are saying I can't do that. So it's just like I don't, I don't know what, what, what I've never been in the moment to where I said, "Yo, I'm tapping out." Now I always say if I gotta go do a bid, I'm tapping out. I'm not doing the bid for no fucking body. But just on my and my on my on my life, regular life shit, nah, I ain't never thought about that. I haven't. Yeah, I go, yeah, I got depression, anxiety, mood swings, and shit like that. But nah, I love myself. I can't, I, 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 I'm I, I got too many challenges to be great. I challenge myself to be great. I gotta see that shit through. And that shit, and, that, and that's a goal that, that, that I can reach at 26, 
36, 56, or 76. That goal is everlasting. Ain't no expiration date on that motherfucker. So I got to see that shit through. But to see that those numbers are going up, fam, and to see that, you know, the, 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 uh, the demographic of my audience, you know what I'm saying? Most of the age range, for the most part, is between uh, 18 and 26. For the most part, um, 18 and 26, those are young people. I'm going to assume that majority of my audience is African-American. I'm going to assume that. I feel it's safe to assume that. I know the areas where my shit pop. I know the cities. I know the states that my shit pop. I'm going to assume that most of my audience is, is African-American. So most of my audience fits into this demographic of people out here in Arizona that's committing suicide. That hits different for me. It hit different for me. I'm going to be honest with you. It hits, it, it hits different when you start breaking shit down and see how shit can, can potentially tie to you. How, how, how shit can be so close to you. You know what I'm saying? It, it hits a little bit different. So, I say all this to say, man, keep your fucking head up. You're going through some tough times, bro. Uh, to all my ladies, I think you're going through some tough times. It's going to be all right. You're going you to wake up the next day. God willing. You know what I'm saying? Everything go right. You're going to be okay. Even on your worst days, you still breathe. You know what I'm saying? It, it, everything gets better. Like even, It don't matter if it gets worse first. Everything gets better. Even the, the biggest L you took over time, don't be that bad. Life goes the fuck on, man. And so do you. You have to type shit. Um, <laughs> moving on, man. Jesus Christ. Man. Motivational hatch. <laughs> Motivational speaker hatch for your head top. <laughs> um, you know what's about the weekly motivation for your head tops, man? On the top 1%, I came across some information that kind of blew me the fuck away. I came across some information that talked about the yeah, what you have to earn to be in the top 1%. And they had all type of countries all across the world. But obviously, we wanted to focus on, them, on, on the United States. The top 1% in the United States, bro. I, the top, let, me, let me make sure I'm reading this shit right, bro. The top 1%. This is what it takes to be in the top 1% around the world. For the United States, it's $488,000. $488,000 to be in the top 1% around the world, you have to have $488,000 in the United States to be considered into the top 1% of the world. That number is nowhere near as high as I thought it was. Fam, I truly thought to be in the top 1%, you was going to need a few, some M's. Some M's. At least two. Four. Less than half a meal. Now don't get me wrong my nigga. That's a lot of fucking money. But you never hear that amount of money thrown out. 
or niggas win a lot of fucking money. Niggas don't say $488,000 is the grand prize. No. <laughs> no, it's either a half a million or a million. So to think that the top 1% of the world is only $488,000? Let's get this bag, people. What is we? What? Come on now. I just had Bree Bucks on this fucking podcast, my nigga. Fam. <laughs> I just had Bree Bucks on the pod a few episodes ago. What was her goal? To hit a million real soon. And I ain't look, and I'm not counting nobody pops and no shit like that. I'm saying her goal was to reach a meal. I don't even know if she knows her goal was to surpass being top 1% in the world by, by Hellas. So it's, it's just, we got to get this bag, y'all. What is, what, 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 what we bullshitting for? I'm trying to be a top 1%er. I'm be I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a top one percenter on these niggas. Fuck fuck your chain, nigga. Fuck your J's. Fuck your SRT. I'm a top one percenter, nigga. <laughs> fuck what you saying. Fuck that hell okay. I'm a top one percenter. That's what I'm trying to be, dog. That's motivation. Like, if that don't motivate you to try to, try to get off your ass and get to it, I don't know what else gonna motivate you. Because as, as much money as as four hundred eighty eight thousand dollars is, that that was never the, that was never like the, the the highest amount of money niggas was aiming for. Niggas was niggas always said, I want such a milli. Niggas ain't never said let me get a half a million. Niggas ain't never said that. So knowing if you get a half a million, you a top one percenter. That's crazy, dog. Let's get this bag, man. Let's stop the bullshit. Let's get this motherfucking meat bag, man. Put that, put that bullshit down. Leave, leave, leave that fuck shit alone. Let's get this fucking bag, bro. Let's become top one percenters around this motherfucker. Let's do that. Let's buy. Then we can buy our own motherfucking meat team. If, if, if being a top one percenter is just four hundred eighty-eight thousand, let's all go get that shit. Let's all let's all become top one percenters. Let's let's, let's increase the, uh, the numbers of that, and then we can put that money together and start buying these teams. It's it's, it's that simple. It's that fucking simple, dog. It's that simple. The, the, the blueprint right there type shit. It's right fucking there. You just got to want the shit. I know I want it. I'll meet you niggas at the top. Real muffin me talk. Um, Moving on, man. Before we wrap this muffin me podcast on up, man. We get the fuck up out of here. Um, crack pipes and fake drug calls, man. <laughs> um, Joe, Joey B, man. Jo- Joey motherfucking bite, man. You know... As I talked about, we're still early on the podcast. We are indeed still in the middle of a pandemic. Niggas are still dying from COVID. That shit's still running ramp. It's different variants out here. The multiverse is open, so different variants of COVID is just coming down, fucking niggas up. It's like... Being in the middle of this pandemic, Joe Biden and staff, <laughs> Joe Biden and staff and the rest of these motherfuckers came with the bright idea to pass along a bill for $30 million 
to pass out crack pipes to drug addicts. I'm not bullshit. Like I'm not like I'm not I'm not bullshit. I'm not lying to you. The government is about to be passing out crack pipes to crack addicts. A 30 million dollar bill worth of crack pipes to pass out to crack addicts. I don't understand. I I I I I know the news came out in Seattle a few months ago about how they was legalizing all drugs type shit. And I always wonder how that shit turned out. It turned out how I thought it was gonna turn the fuck out. The numbers and crack addicts and shit like that went through the fucking roof. It went through the fucking roof. So it just it. It's odd to me that after the fucking pill pen epidemic, after the pill popping epidemic went through, now these motherfuckers trying to bring crack back to the fucking streets. Think about this shit, y'all. When black folks went through the crack epidemic, we wasn't shit. Fucking crackheads. Fucking black crackheads. We cleaned our shit up. Years went on. We cleaned our shit up. Niggas just smoking their weed. Niggas just smoking their weed. Getting high. Cleaning shit up. You fast forward to now. It's the pill epidemic. White folks is pill popping junkies. Pill popping fucking junkies. And they want sympathy. So now it ain't pill popping fucking junkies. And, and it's a fucking pill popping epidemic. Now you finna put more crack in the motherfucking streets? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> you gotta open your eyes, cuz. These motherfuckers, like, bro. Bro. I'm not, look, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I voted for this nigga, bro. I feel so stupid, dog. I literally was just riding for niggas because niggas was saying this is who they wanted. But I told motherfuckers, bro, do not think this nigga finna be any better than Trump. I can honestly tell you, I really feel like if Trump was in office, we would still been getting stimulus checks, bro. I honestly feel like that. Why the f- you know how much my riches went up? Uh, sidebar. Let's step away from that conversation real fast. My rent just went up $300, bro. My rent just went up three hundred motherfucking dollars. Like it's not still a fucking pandemic. If Trump was still in office, bro, I do not think niggas would be passing a thirty million dollar bill to pass out fucking crack pipes. I still, I honestly, we would still be getting paid. We would still be getting a fucking stimmy. Where's the stimmy? Damn, the crack pipe. Where's the stimmy, nigga? Like, like it's to the point, niggas don't even talk about stimmies no more. We so far removed from receiving assistance, niggas don't even talk about receiving assistance no more. Like, like that's crazy to me, dog. But these niggas passing out crack pipes. 
But that's 2022. That's 2022. That's where we at. That's where we at. That's where we at. You got you to gotta get with it, get lost at this point. Let's move over to the fake drug calls, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I talk. You know, I, I was I, I talk about my little brother all the time on this podcast, man. One thing that I'm always proud to hear my little brother say is that I never lied to him. I always kept it real, and I always let my little brother know, man. You 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 don't want to be that guy. And when I say that guy, I mean that 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 is very vague because it, it can mean different. It, that guy is different guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that guy is different guys, but it's never the good guy. It's never the cool guy. It's never that guy is always negative. And there was there was a report that came out about a YouTuber. What was his name? Sid. Is his name Sid, man? Is it Sid? Jid? I think it's Sid, man. Let me just make sure. Let me let me double check, bro. Because some shit you just can't even you can't even make certain shit up, man. You, you really can't make certain shit up. I, if, I, if, if I sat here for hours and tried to make this shit up, I couldn't. What's his name? King Sid. Yep, King fucking Sid. So. Report came out that King Sid was arrested because King Sid decided he's a YouTuber, by the way, po- very popular YouTuber. I came across the shit before. Um, he, he decided to do a video to where it was he, he he was calling the police. It was a fake drug deal. It was a fake drug deal, and he called the police. Got police involved. Police come, and the main gist of the video was to record the police doing some wild shit. Now, you got to think of the situation you're putting these cops in. You're putting these cops into a situation where they're thinking they're going to stop a big-time drug bust. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't, niggas ain't just, this ain't a traffic stop type shit. These cops is already coming thinking that they're going to get into some shit. But this was a YouTube video. And it's before I even get into how stupid this is, it just as a what about this video seemed like it was gonna be a good idea? Like sometimes, sometimes I just I, sometimes I don't get it. Because attention and clout and and views and likes and shit like that will never be that important to me. To where I, I would I would belittle myself to doing some stupid risque type shit. I don't play with I don't play with the police, bro. I don't play those games. I'm a, I'm six three two fifty. Ain't shit funny to a cop. Nigga ain't shit funny to that nigga. It's pistol play. It's baton play. It's knees on neck play. Ain't shit funny. Yeah, I'm a smart ass at that point. So I, I don't understand the whole let me let me fuck with the police for some views. Well, if they would have popped your silly, your, your silly stupid ass. But I digress, man. You already locked the fuck up. It's only 
I'm not finna go in on you. But when you get to the, the video, the cops, they did what you would like for them to do. They just did their job. Didn't get aggressive. Didn't do none of that shit. These three motherfuckers is literally in the car disobeying the police, giving them lip. Bullshit, because they know this. In their mind, this is all for YouTube. This ain't they, this is for YouTube. So it's like at, in 2022, after you remove, you know what I'm saying, doing shit for views and doing all this and that, cop chasing bullshit, the risque stupid shit. When you get past all that, you get the you get a smart regular smart people understand this is a this is a crime. This is a felony crime. You can't fall you can't do, make false police calls. That's a crime. That's a crime. You can't have police come to your fucking residence for no reason. They could have been out saving a fucking life. That's a crime. Like regular smart people know this shit. So when you think about this nigga just sat here and recorded himself committing a fucking felony. A felony. And it's like, if you didn't know this information going prior to, why don't niggas just Google shit before they start doing certain shit? Like, why didn't you Google what would happen if I did this? Why, why, why? I don't understand when niggas got so much resources and shit at their disposal, fam, to, to, to avoid certain shit, and they still don't do it. So now King King C got arrested. The sheriff, he released a video talking shit. To clowning is that like this is how stupid people are. You 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 really recorded a whole fucking YouTube video thinking you pranking the police. What's that? But that's why I say, man. My little brother tell me all the time. I never lie to him. Always tell the guy his truth, and I always hope, man, that the shit that I tell my little brother, that it just don't fall on deaf ears, bro. The shit that I've done in my life to show my little brother there's a way, you know what I'm saying, to get to it. I never want that shit to be a waste. And I can honestly say, bro, I'm proud of my little brother who he is now. And I can honestly, I can't see him doing no stupid shit like this, bro. And that makes me proud of anything else right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because just thinking about this shit, you niggas is recording yourself doing felonies. Like, it's one thing when you see niggas recording themselves with the, with, with the murder weapon. You know what I'm saying? When you see niggas posting pictures with the blicky that they just used in the drive-by uh, last week. It's one thing you see niggas doing that stupid shit. But when you see niggas actually recording themselves and putting it on YouTube of doing felonies, pranking the police, like, these these young niggas, man, man, (laughs) these young niggas is something else, dog, real shit. Um, That's it, man. I, I that shit just made me. I don't even want. <laughs> that shit really just blew my blew my whole vibe, bro. Cause these young niggas really that stupid. So they record they self doing shit. 
I just told my little brother the other day, man, you never want to make it easy for a cop to pull you over. You never want to give a motherfucker a reason to pull you over because they can do they can do it without one. Why give them a fucking reason to fuck with you, bro? Real motherfucker be talking, man. Um, I think that's all we motherfucking be got, man. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here, man. Um, before I get out of here, man, I want to say, you know, shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in joining the motherfucking conversation, bro. I truly appreciate all the love and motherfucking support, man. Honestly, motherfucking do. Um, we going up. 2022 is our motherfucking me year. Um, episode 70, motherfucking me now on the ground and 100, man. Thin line between Jesus and Sandy. Hosted by your motherfucking me boy, OG Hatch. Uh, we had a phenomenal episode last week with my girl, Asia McQueen. Uh, Perfection doesn't exist. Go and check that out on all platforms. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, Audio, Mac, um, the OG Hatch TV, um, YouTube channel. Go ahead and ring that motherfucking me bell. Drop a like, subscribe to the channel. That motherfucking episode is doing numbers. Uh, we hit our first episode with over 200 views on YouTube with that one. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm not going to I'm very proud of that. Shout out to everybody that tapped in, joined that conversation. There was a lot of free game in that episode. Um, and like I said earlier in the podcast, um, we got more content creators coming on, um, you know, and with the next couple episodes. I think next episode, I'm going to bring my boy on this motherfucking podcast, man. He going he gonna to drop a dope story about his life and what he had to overcome uh, to get to this point in his successful life right now. Uh, so I got a lot of ideas. A lot of people come on to the podcast, man. We got a lot of spiritual people coming on, a lot of motivational speakers and shit like that. It's, it's a whole lot of shit, bro. I, I want to make sure I do my best to bring you guys, um, you know, dope quality um, content. You know, so you guys will be happy to represent this shit. I'm happy when the fucking merch drop and be able to, you know, proudly, you know what I'm saying, you're a friend of this motherfucking me show, man. So, hey, man, you know, I just want to say shit. Um, Shouts to everybody around the world, you know what I'm saying, it's tapped and joined the conversation. You know what I'm saying, let's keep this empire brick by motherfucking me brick. Um, and you know I give it up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll try motherfuckers next week, man. I'm out this motherfucker, man. Peace. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't gonna fake it, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know what the fuck Nelly was thinking when he did that shit, bro. But whatever album he was finna drop, <laughs> you need to put that bitch on the shelf. <laughs> is this right now? You know they say all publicity is good publicity. Nah, bro. I never believed in that. I never believed in that shit. I never want the publicity about me to be that my my dick ain't what I thought it was. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't drop that album, my nigga. You better live off the motherfucking me Air Force One royalties, real talk. <laughs>